Percy, as we begin, why does the Scripture admonish us so often to exercise forgiveness to one another? Well, Wayne, beyond the fact that God has provided forgiveness to every one of us, even when we did not deserve it, I also believe that because there are many stressful negative effects that can be caused by unforgiveness, we all can be better served in our overall well-being to practice forgiveness ourselves to each other. Let's talk about this dynamic. All right, we will. And you'll hear from a clinical therapist of 35 years who helps us understand potential clinical benefits of forgiveness. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. We've titled this episode, Letting It Go. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, this is such an important topic, isn't it? Forgiveness. It is. It's important because, number one, as spiritual believers, we know that we've been admonished by the Word of God that we are to forgive and that there's benefits spiritually, but there's also potential uh, health benefits, mental benefits, and emotional benefits to forgiveness. Yeah, the point is, and we'll talk about this here today, that unforgiveness causes stress in our life. And as we will understand in today's conversation, stress has been potentially associated as a correlation with cancer proliferation and the inability in some cases to respond favorably to treatment and care. So we want to talk about the possible association that not only spiritually is of of value and benefit to us, but potentially from a healthcare perspective, it may have impact upon our lives as well. All right, we'll meet our guest, a clinical therapist, in just a few moments on this episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, which is our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can download this free resource of the week called The Battle of the Mind. That's available at the website. Also available is an opportunity for you to answer the question of the week. And uh, Percy, since you like to think up these questions, why don't you share what you've thought up this week? Well, our question for today's episode that we want to uh, put out there and get a response from is, have you ever struggled to forgive someone or yourself for that matter? And what was the clinical benefit once you were able to do so? Again, have you ever struggled to forgive someone or yourself? And what was the clinical benefit once you were able to do so. We read these responses. They're actually very important to the life of this podcast, so thank you for taking the time to respond. You can do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect. The drop-down box will give you a chance to answer the question. Just type in your response there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. A listener in Sheridan, Wyoming, took the time to answer one of our recent questions. What kind of difference did your community or surroundings make for you during your cancer journey? Here's the response. My faith community surrounded me with positive hope, faith, and support. They never allowed me to focus on the negative aspects of my cancer journey. And without that external reinforcement for me and my wife, I would have collapsed under the pressure of climbing the hills and valleys we face. That's a very honest response. It is, and it's a very important one because, again, as we know, cancer is not... Uh, an individual sport, as I like to say. It's a it's a community disease, and therefore it requires uh, community support and an environment that creates and kind of uh, envelops us to continue to work through the day-to-day challenges that one may face while they're undergoing uh, a journey of cancer. Again, thanks for taking the time to answer our question this week. We really appreciate it. 
All right, we like to base these conversations in Scripture, and why don't you turn us to the book of Colossians to begin today? Yes, sir. So we're going to get our spiritual nugget from Colossians, the third chapter, verses 12 through 13, and it reads as follows. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And today we're going to talk about the dynamic of forgiveness and how it may stress us when we are dealing with unforgiveness, either in our own personal lives or with other individuals who may have harmed and hurt us. There is a spiritual uh, benefit, but there also may be a clinical benefit Mm. as well as we talk about this. Fascinating. All right, that's next. And we'll meet our guest here in just a moment. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Recently, Percy had the chance to talk with Elaine Smith and brings that conversation to us now here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm excited again for another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And today with me is a master's level clinical therapist, 35 years of of providing that type of care and service. She is the manager of our mind-body department, or behavioral health, as we call it, at CTCA. She works at uh, CTCA in Atlanta, Georgia. Today is my pleasure to have with us Elaine Smith. How are you, my dear? Good morning, Reverend Percy. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah, I am fabulous, and I'm excited to talk to you. I've I've been wanting to kind of have a discussion uh, that we've never done, quite frankly, on health, hope, and inspiration uh, in our four-year history that I think is so vital and important uh, with regard to uh, the spiritual journey, but also kind of the, the psychological and emotional component of the journey of cancer and cancer patients, and that's around the subject of forgiveness. I'd like to just kind of start first and foremost with a little bit of your background before we jump into the topic of, again, the introduction as a master's level clinical therapist, 35 years. Let's talk a little bit about what you've done and what led you into this field. I'm interested in hearing what motivated you. Well, um, a little personal background, Reverend Percy. I'm the second oldest of an Irish Catholic family. Mm. I have been a family therapist, I think, my whole entire <laughs> life. <laughs> um, and it's worked out well. My family's good and healthy. So um, I think, you know, going off to college, I just always was part of solution making. I had just, whether it was with my friends, my family started to study psychology, went to Purdue University 
for graduate school, um, continued with post-master's work, um, moving towards my doctorate. We moved. I never really finished that, but have always been um, a part of wanting to learn and help families have healthy approaches to life and solution making. So I had a private practice in Indiana for for many, many years. Mm. And I also worked for the court system in the state of Indiana as a guardian ad litem for 15 years. Okay. So I was assigned by judges to protect children Amen. and families get healthier means of communication and being better parents together. That was my goal. Okay. Um, so um, that was formulated most of my life. And then in 2012, I was asked to come down to CTCA and look at the mind-body department and develop a program for the new hospital at that time. Mm. And so you've been working now exclusively since 2012 at CTCA at Atlanta with uh, the oncology community. And and yes. as we know, uh, this audience that listens to, to this platform are people who are either who have experienced cancer or are walking through the journey of cancer or supporting someone with cancer. Uh, one of the things that, that I know, Elaine, and that I've experienced now is one of the big subjects and big topics that bubble up to the surface, and I think that the way that we can kind of break this apart, that there's kind of a spiritual component, and then there's kind of a psychosocial, emotional component around forgiveness. Uh, cancer patients, uh, you know, begin to reevaluate their lives. They begin to take a good look at, you know, relationships, things that uh, may have happened things that maybe they wished had happened, did not happen with parents, with uh, spouses, with, uh, you know, siblings, et cetera, uh, friendships, that in some cases forgiveness is a major, major issue. What say you about the aspect and the dynamic of forgiveness? And, and is it an important topic to be broached and understood while supporting cancer patients? Um, I began to learn very quickly that uh, that six letter word cancer ultimately completely changes your life in, in the snap of a finger. Mm. The cancer commission began looking in 2012 at the distressors of cancer. Mm. And that has been the focus in our department to help our patients live in the present. It took a couple of years, about two years for me to really understand what our cancer patients need, okay. at least from my perspective, okay. and how to develop our department in a way that we look at that spiritual grounding and we look at the interaction of behavioral health in terms of everyday living. Mm. So in the course of that, what I've really found is that we drag a lot with us, we drag a lot with us. You couldn't say it any better that at the snap of a finger, a phone call, a scan, a pain in our shoulder. And I always say to our patients, we all, our patients find out about cancer in really weird ways, mm -hmm. really weird ways. Like a construction man falls off a ladder. He has his shoulder that doesn't heal. And he finds out that he had a tumor in his shoulder. That is so I mean, true. I, yeah, just odd, odd ways. And I always feel that that is God in action. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. That every moment that if we really live in the spirit, we are guided 
to find ways to take very difficult situations and make them workable, make them endurable for ourselves. But the focus that we do have at from our behavioral health department is to really look at living one day at a time. That means don't live yesterday and don't live tomorrow. If we live tomorrow, all we do is live in anxiety of the what ifs, our wandering mind. Mm. And so with that being said, you're right. Biblically, the Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. You know, we've got to focus on on the present, what we have. So having said that, how does, again, uh, the dynamic, the concept, the ideology of forgiveness fit into that focus of uh, a stressor from a cancer perspective? And how do we get cancer patients in the now to 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 engage in the dynamic of forgiveness and 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 what does that mean? Well, we all come with a history. We all come with things that happened in our family, things we did that we are not proud of, things that other people did to us that hurt us, situations it could be at work, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be a general attitude that we have. And Forgiveness is something that really is not much different than a stressor. That if we are to look at stress and we look at cortisol, we look at adrenaline and we look at what happens to our body Mm -hmm. when we drag anger with us all the time, Mm -hmm. which is a large component of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because when we think about things that have hurt us, things we did, things we wish we didn't did, things that people did to us that can be devastating, can be devastating. I have a patient now that um, I actually, due to issues of forgiveness and harm to her, is actually seeing a trauma therapist, Mm. but really looking at how can she now, as she's achieving physical health, reach spiritual and psychological health Mm. through understanding that how do I let that have a relevance of peace in my life? So let's further discuss the possibility then of the correlation of forgiveness or not as a stressor. Because, you know, I think in many cases, and certainly from my experience as a pastor, is trying to get people to even take on the ownership and the courage of ownership uh, to to look at uh, a situation or a scenario, an occurrence, if you will, that requires forgiveness, uh, to get them to even embrace the idea of 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 taking a look at that. Let's define what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is recognition, acknowledgement of an event, events, lifestyle. I I think that, that when I think about forgiveness, I'm not talking often about one thing that happened to you. Mm. It can be lifelong patterns of things that have hurt you by somebody that has, or a situation that you have been abandoned, you've been hurt, you've been harmed, you've been abused, you've been not loved. Mm. Mm. And in that time, you create a way that you relate to the world. 
Okay. You get defensive, you go into denial, you get angry, you get addictions, you uh, smoke cigarettes. I mean, just all sorts of ways to kind of feel better because you feel helpless. Yeah, yeah. You feel helpless. You may even be behaviorally out of the situation. Maybe you moved away. Maybe that person died. Maybe that business Maybe that business or whatever you were working for where coworkers hurt you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they lost their job. But the emotional impact of forg- of, of the events creates conflict for us. Okay. Okay. Because often within not understanding forgiveness for ourselves, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Am I supposed to just say, okay, you guys win. Okay. Let it go. Okay, it's uh, not important anymore. Mm. So on that note, then, let's make this distinction. Forgiveness is not forgetting. It's not, it's not pretending that something didn't happen. It's, it's acknowledgement. It's ownership of the event. And, and, and would, I, would it be fair to say that forgiveness is not necessarily saying that, you know, I'm not going to act like this didn't happen. I'm going to pretend that, you know, it, I just had a bad day. That's not what forgiveness is, or is it? Um, forgiveness is not ignoring. It's not, if, if, if you look at the events and how they affected your life, you learn to be a victim. Often people that are hurt go back for more. They go back for more. Okay. They're people pleasers. They have some sorts of beliefs that they're not important enough. Mm. They are feeling either that they have no defense, they deserve it. Mm. And what do we deserve in life? We deserve respect. We deserve love. There's only in terms of forgiveness and understanding. Okay. You love yourself the way God loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Many times people who are harmed and have issues that have to do with forgiveness and they aren't just behavioral. They can be emotional, behavioral. They can be um, situations that you were an observer Mm. of that. Mm. And it gets confusing. Like what is like we said, what is that thing about forgiveness? Well, forgiveness is to be able to recognize the situation and what happened and not internalize it as your fault and be able to use not only psychological strength, but spiritual tools to let the situation not impact your life all the time. With the few minutes that we have left for this segment, would it be fair to say that forgiveness is not necessarily for the other individual as much as it is for you. Yes. And, and you know, Reverend Percy, it's, it's this, the, the difficulty here with the word forgiveness is it gets confusing. Mm. Forgiveness is, and when we look at this, is to have mercy, mm. it's to give grace. Mm. It's to turn the other cheek. Mm. And in a in in a concept of understanding that you are doing those things, but you're doing them for yourself. 
if you've ever been hurt or really treated poorly or the world is, it's, it's, somebody is against you, if you take just a week and observe how often the anger of what you feel enters your mind, it's constant. You wake up in the middle of the night. You think about the event. You think about how angry you are. You think about what that is um, done to you, how unfair it is, how not right it is. Mm. And you see, so you become a victim of the victim, even not only in your thoughts. It, 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 it gets into your freedom. And you're constantly, because... Situations that require forgiveness are often very powerful situations where we don't even understand what's going on Mm. at the time. And then they begin to be a part of our life and frame us. So forgiveness is giving mercy to ourself. It's a tough word. I've often thought, what is a different word we could use here? Mm. What Mm. is a different word? I mean, Forgiveness means, oh, I don't get retribution. Forgiveness means, okay, I just don't, you know, have to think about it anymore. They get away with it. Well, forgiveness can be legal. (laughs) Okay. It can be, you know, a part of um, therapy that we get help for. Mm -hmm. But if we look at it as a concept that eases our soul. When I look at my our, my cancer patients and I look at issues that they've brought along, things that hurt them, mm. when I think about working with my cancer patients, I think about soothing their brain. Okay, that's good. I think about helping them understand that what they think and what they feel and how they act is affecting their body and their health. Yeah, yeah. And when they hear this word cancer and their life goes in front of them, what they begin to think is, how can I fix or change things? They worry about the future. They think about the past. We need to ground ourselves right here in the present. And in that period of time, we have to cultivate good, strong behavioral and spiritual health. And forgiveness can actually help us do that. Forgiveness of it, why don't we call letting it go okay why don't we just call it that okay like letting it. it go and and we'll we will call it that and and on that very point we're going to end this segment right here you've been listening to uh elaine smith who is the manager of the mind body department uh which is behavioral health which is part of the integrative services at cancer treatment centers of america Elaine, we thank you so much for the work that you do and helping many better understand the impact of forgiveness today. God bless you. Percy, we hear from a variety of people, guests who join you here on the podcast. And thank you for bringing Elaine to us here today in that pre-recorded conversation. But I'm so impressed with the staff at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the people and their attitude toward what they do. It's amazing to me. Well, you know, what's interesting about that dynamic, it's a combination of things. You have good, uh, well-trained, you know, individuals in their particular fields of uh, study and and, and vocation, uh, but you also have people who are deeply uh, rooted 
uh, if you will, in being humane and, and, and conscious about the humanity of other people and are motivated and driven by wanting to help and make a difference. So you have a combination of things that when they come together, and as is the case with most of the people that we interview on the show, then the third component, uh, many of the people that we interview are, are people who are deeply devoted to a personal spiritual commitment to God. And so you put all of those together, uh, you're going to have you know, amazing people that are serving and helping people to work through the challenges of sickness and disease. And we'll talk more about what Elaine shared with us in just a moment. But, you know, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in churches today. So to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And joining is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our informative monthly email newsletter. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Well, we met Elaine Smith on the program, and let's talk about what you learned from that conversation with Elaine, Percy. Well, Elaine Smith is a 35-year clinical therapist who has, you know, uh, helped families uh, have healthy approaches uh, to problem solving. You know, she's been in private practice, and so she leads the behavioral health team uh, at one of our regional uh, cancer treatment centers of America sites. And what was interesting to me uh, with this discussion, and we've never really had this dialogue uh, on this platform, was talking about uh, potential stressors of cancer and to cancer and cancer patients. And so she mentioned to us that the Cancer Commission began looking at this in 2012 uh, around what are some of the stressors of cancer? What stresses people out around with or involving cancer? And one of the things that we entered into a conversation around is forgiveness. Hmm. And because forgiveness potentially uh, can cause stress, mental and yeah. emotional stress. And I wanna be very clear here, there's no um, research or data that suggests or can validate the fact that forgiveness or unforgiveness can cause cancer or that it can directly impact us clinically. But what forgiveness or unforgiveness can do is that it can create stress in right, our lives. Which is not and there good. Is, yeah. yeah, and there is an association potentially with not being able to manage stress and behavioral patterns that can be developed as a result of trying to manage one's stress that can be counterintuitive to a cancer patient and a journey of cancer. Yeah. And is there anyone listening who doesn't have some stress in their life and know exactly what you're talking about? And we mm -hmm. certainly know that when we harbor unforgiveness in our heart, that that increases our stress level. How could it not? Well, one of the things that Elaine helped us to understand is that what they try to focus on from a behavioral uh, health component is helping patients to live in the, in the now, in the present, versus living in the past or really stressing about what's gonna to happen to them in the future. Well, we know that when we talk about uh, potential unforgiveness-related issues, things that people may have done or said uh, to us, or things that we may have done mm -hmm. or said to others, that we drag, and she used the word drag, yeah. those dynamics with us 
and that's baggage that we need yeah. to let go. I really like that <laughs> image that she painted for us there. Yeah, and, and so it, it then eventually can become a stress in our life and, and, and cause stress in our life. And so she focuses on helping patients to really get grounded in, in number one, in some spiritual concepts. And that's why we read the scripture that we did today, that God has forgiven us. There are things that we've said and done that didn't please God, but he forgave us to encourage and hopefully motivate people to number one, embrace and take ownership of areas in their life that may require forgiveness and need to be addressed. And then more importantly, to find strength and courage uh, to understand what forgiveness is. And so she helped us to understand that forgiveness is not uh, acting as if something did not happen to us, but to be able to grant mercy and grace and, and essentially turn the other cheek because that's exactly what God did to us. He granted unto us mercy yeah. and favor when we didn't deserve uh, his mercy. And so we continue to walk in the power of that. She said, forgiveness is not ignoring what happened. Forgiveness is to have mercy and to give grace. And then she said, forgiveness is a concept that helps to ease our soul. So yeah, it's important to understand that. Let me pursue that because obviously forgiveness is is motivated by God. You know, this is what we should do mm-hmm. as, as his people. We need to forgive others. And it helps the other person, of course, but it helps us at the same time, which is the amazing formula when it all comes together. And so we did. she did discuss this dynamic because there may be times, actually, Wayne, that we may need for our well-being to forgive someone, but, but because we have forgiven them, they may not even be impacted because they may have been right. deceased yeah. or we may no longer have contact with that person. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this boomerangs back to our well-being mm-hmm. and our benefit of being willing to do that, even if that person is not able to receive, if you will, or yeah. acknowledge the fact that they've received our forgiveness. We still reap benefit from that in our own personal psyche, in our emotions, and potentially maybe even in our physical well-being. And I think Elaine used the phrase soothing our brain. Well, because again, if there's a stress dynamic, we're angry in some cases. And so when we walk around with that, you know, pent up inside of us and, and we haven't released that, it's just like anything else. If you think about a pressure cooker, you know, at some point you you have to kind of get that pressure release. It's a release valve or else at some point you blow. There's something that may take place in your life mentally, emotionally, and again, potentially physically, that may be counterintuitive and negative to our well-being. And so, yes, walking in the power, being motivated and encouraged by the word of God as, as kingdom citizens, that there's that we want to please God, but also that there's a value and a benefit for us also personally so that we can get on with our life. And that's why we titled the show, Let It Go, so that we don't keep dragging around that suitcase with us everywhere. It gets heavy after a while, you know, so we need to lighten that wagon and lighten our load so that we can live in the present. But she talked about helping patients to focus on living on the here and now. The scripture tells us you know, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own that we need all of the mental, emotional, and physical resources that we can manage to live in the here and now and certainly not drag uh, things, particularly if we're harboring anger and resentment from the past that is not benefiting or helping us in any way. 
Well, how can the resource you've authored and are offering to us, how can that be a follow-up, a helpful follow-up to this conversation? Well, in many cases, the battle of the mind is designed to help us understand psychologically uh, things that we're fighting through, things that may be unresolved or things that we're thinking about or or even, uh, you know, just festering inside of our conscious thinking. Uh, one of the things that Elaine said that was very powerful to me uh, was the fact that, you know, when we when we when we carry and drag things, you know, we're just you know, we're actually uh, ruminating. And that's just creating just mm-hmm. kind of a mental angst and dynamics right. with us. The battle of the mind is designed to help equip and encourage people uh, to address and deal with those things that mentally may be troubling us and, and keeping us in a, in a certain state of being. Well, the good news is you can download this free resource, The Battle of the Mind, at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. At the same time, you can answer a question of the week. Have you ever struggled to forgive someone yourself? And what was the clinical benefit once you were able to do so? Answer that question, download a resource, check out past episodes of this podcast. Lots to learn and, and do at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thank you for that very much. Now, you read some scripture from Colossians at the beginning of our conversation here today. I think now that we've heard what we've heard here and uh, talked with Elaine, I think it might even mean more if we hear it in context once again. Well, here's our spiritual motivation from God to, to be willing to forgive. Colossians 3, 12 and 13. And it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, and we are, he has chosen us and he dearly loves us, clothe yourselves with compassion kindness, humility. In some cases, to forgive means that we have to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. Humility, gentleness, and patience, verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Our motivation for today, even in very difficult situations of being willing to forgive someone or even ourselves, is to be reminded today that God forgave us when we didn't deserve his forgiveness. And if God gave us truly what we deserve to have, oh boy, <laughs> um, I think we know the answer yeah, to that question. I think question we know the, the answer to that one, don't we? All right. And so today we're motivated by this scripture to practice and, and absorb uh, the dynamic of forgiveness. There is certainly a spirit, spiritual uh, value and benefit, but there also is a mental and emotional and may very well be a clinical benefit as well. Thank you for listening to our conversation today with Pastor P and share this conversation, the link for this podcast with others that you think might benefit from what you hear each week on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Pastor Percy McRae is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. The final word is yours, Percy. With that being said, let's forgive and let's move forward. And in doing so, that means we have work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. God bless and be well. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. 
we use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.